Welcome to Christian Living Spotlight, an extension of Christian Living Magazine. We invite you to join us as we take a deeper look into the stories and ministries highlighted in Christian Living Magazine. Welcome to Christian Living Spotlight. I'm Sandy Jones, the host of this show and publisher of Christian Living Magazine, a 501c3 nonprofit ministry. This show has been made possible by a generous grant that we receive so that we could come to you each week and take a deeper dive into the stories and ministries you'll find in Christian Living Magazine. Or in this week's case, not. <laughs> we have a great show for you today. Joining me today is Thad Butterworth, who, among other things, is a local author. Thad Pint Callendale, which is listed as children's science fiction on Amazon. Thad, thank you so much for joining me today. How are you? I am doing well. Thank That's, you for asking. Did, did I stump you there? Because I didn't. Yeah. I, we talked about so much before we hit record. Um, so we don't do politics with Christian Living. Yes. Um, not any part of our ministry do we cover politics. But you're well known in the community, and we would be remiss to, to not acknowledge your service as the precinct committeeman. Yes. So thank you for that. Because I got to tell you, it's easy to sit in the cheap seats and call shots. But when you roll up your sleeves and jump into the fray, that's public service. And thank you for that. You're welcome. It uh, it was one of those things God kind of pushed me into, and so <laughs> we did it, and it's been an adventure. That's for sure. You know, I, yeah, we, we, could, we could probably write a book about things God pushes you into. <laughs> oh, easily, yes. Uh, I, you know, God and I, it's, our longtime listeners of this show will laugh, hopefully with me, as I say that God and I arm wrestled over this radio show for a year and a half. <laughs> and I kept saying, nope. I'm not ready. Nope, I can't do public speaking. Nope, I'm too big of a hick. Nobody wants to hear me talk. And, you know, and so, and and there was a series of things. We have a mutual friend who, who does um, coach public speakers. Yeah. And he's, and again, he's a mutual friend. And I called him one day and I said, hey, I need to hire a speaking coach. Why? Because I'm being called to do a radio show. And I'm just, oh, I've heard you speak and you're great. Stick with your notes. Don't rabbit trail. You'll do great. <laughs> and I was like, well, dang, I was going to use that as a way to buy a little bit more time. And then met with another friend who has extensive radio experience in another state. And he said, I'd jump in tomorrow if I was you. And I was like, <laughs> Lord, I mean, he was just like, pushing me so i get it yes he usually wins the arm wrestling matches uh, yeah I, you know and then you have to apologize <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> i'm sorry so i wasn't dumb. obedient the first time <laughs> yep so totally anyway. true anyway so thank you not yeah. only for jumping in but also i have met you at other meetings that's how you and i kind of had know each other well yeah. first we met at the at the regional prayer meetings yes in meridian and and that group has kind of dissolved i think a little bit yeah anyway <laughs> but we we've crossed paths in in other ways and yeah. one of the things and again we don't do politics here but one of the things i'm going to give you a big shout out to mm-hmm. is you live out your faith so when you are involved. I, I, I we laughed because I said I googled you and, and you come up that Butterworth politician, but <laughs> it should say Christian politician because that is something you are not willing to compromise. Yeah, which is kind of how we got to where we are today. It is. Yes, you have written. You called me. Oh gosh, a couple weeks ago, and you were telling me about your book. Yes. So tell us about Callendale. How did you come up with this idea? 
So when my I've, I've got three boys, my my poor wife was alone, the only female in the house. Although she did say at one point she loved hunting season because I took all the boys out and uh, she got to watch whatever she wanted and do whatever she wanted. But um, little girl time. Yeah, yep. I'm a mother of only boys too. I have a oh, stepdaughter, but I did not get her until she was well into her adult years. So yes, yeah, well, so, okay. I, so I was only familiar. blessed with boys as well. Yes. <laughs> so when they were younger, I, I mean, boys typically love science fiction. And, uh, you know, some of the things I found was it was really hard to find books for them. There are a few Christian authors out there. I mean, I, I've done a lot of Googling. I did a lot of searching even back then trying to find anything I could give them because we encouraged reading in our house. Um, and then I was watching, too, as they were, you know, they loved some of the major, I'm not going to name them, the, but the major science fiction franchises. Yep. And there are things in, in all of them I was looking at that I'm like, I'm not comfortable with that. I don't like that. And so... I started, they were they were fairly young. We just started making up the story. I, I don't even know where, how we even got on it other than I thought, I've got to change the trajectory here. And so I started making up the story. And of course, the story has three boys that are the heroes of the story. And as we as I, we begin to talk through these stories, and we, we'd sit around literally in the in our downstairs living room at the time, and I would start to make up the story about this adventure they were going through. And as I'm doing it, I'm like, this really is a lesson that teaches faith. And as I saw that begin to develop, I thought, you know, this is really good. I need to put this into a more planned out approach. And so I started to outline it out. They were, they were pretty young, you know, but we would, I would outline it out. Okay. I want them to know courage. I want them to, and these are all, to me, these are all qualities that a leader needs to have. And I raised my boys to be leaders because that's what they're called to be. Uh, partially because of who their dad is, they're going to have to always be a little bit in the public eye. But, um, you know, uh, that was basically the, the kind of the approach well, I took to it. Even the most introverted, assuming that uh -huh. they grow up, get married, and have children, oh, even yeah. the most introverted has to be the leader at home. Yes, Whether it, they're a leader publicly or not, you know, the male role is to be the leader at home. Mm -hmm. And so not that moms aren't also leaders in their own capacity, but yeah. anyway, so yes, that's, yeah. those are great. I, I love the intentionality. Keep going. Yeah. It, it's funny you mentioned that too, because <laughs> I remember at one point when I was in, in uh, high school, I told my dad, I don't want to be a leader. And he said, son, someone will always look up to you. So you will always be a leader, even if it's, you know, even the worst criminal has somebody that looks up to them for that. And it was kind of one of those sobering moments where I had to go, <laughs> all right, I guess I better be a good example then. Um, so anyways, yeah, so that's how the story developed. And it, it sat for several years. And, and uh, 2018, 2019, my wife came to me and said, you need to finish that book. So it was just kind of a little shove I needed. So you had actually been writing. I had been writing and I had I had it developed to a certain point, but not not fully there. You know, I had a good outline for it. I had a good idea of what was going on. And that's when I really dove into it. And it was amazing. I really felt like there was an anointing on this. And I know that might sound kind of funny to some people, but when I started, when I sat down to really write this, what amazed me is how the story sort of unfolded itself. And I actually have, believe it or not, I have eight other books from this whole series that we. That was are one going of my write. questions. Is this yes. a series? Cause, yes. Because I, I, yesterday, I, I wanted to be fresh. Yeah. I get so distracted. And if I read too far in advance, then I don't remember it for the show. And, yeah. and so yesterday, I sat down and I read a big chunk of the first three chapters. Yeah. And I was like, oh, this reads like it could be a series. So, yes. so okay. So that was one of my questions today. Uh -huh. Good. Yeah. 
I and it's interesting because every every book has a purpose in it, and it's and every one of them is hitting on some sort of societal issue that we're facing today. The next one that I'm I'm really excited about this one and about finishing it because the whole purpose of it is to teach kids to filter what they're learning in their education process through the Word of God. So if your teacher's telling you something, you know, yes, they're an authority, yes, you listen to them, you know, all the things that we're supposed to do as a Christian, but you go back to the Word of God and say, does this match up? Oh, it doesn't. Okay, so my poor teacher needs Jesus. Uh, <laughs> you know, that, that's kind of the, the, the approach I want to take and, and the approach I want to give, give young people especially. And honestly, I think all of us learn through stories. I mean, some of the best lessons that I've learned in life have been through stories, either from stuff other people did or, you know, or even good, well-written stories that I've read from other authors. So, yeah, so that's kind of the approach we're taking. There's a couple other books that my oldest son is helping me write. We're, we're doing them together, so that's really fun. Those are all longer-term projects and, and out there ways, but... I'm hoping to have the next one done next year and get it out there and published. That is so cool. I was reading your, because I'm one of those weird people. I read the acknowledgments and the dedications, uh-huh. and I know that not everybody does, but, you know, it's kind of, it's, in the magazine, we have a publisher's corner because when I pick up a magazine, regardless of whether it's local or national level, that's one of the first things I do because I want to know, I'm like everybody else, I want to know if I'm like that person. Yes. I'm, you know, do, how do we think? What do, you know, am I weird? Okay, wait, I know I'm weird, but anyway. Um, <laughs> so I was reading your dedications and, uh-huh. and your and your acknowledgements, and I loved the acknowledgements in that you called out your boys. You called yes. out Jill, your wife, who, yeah. by the way, I have not met. So the familiarity was there just because I stalked you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and your dad. Yes. Your dad has been a really poignant part of this. My dad uh, actually was the first one who uh, completed a book and, and published it, and it was it's really funny. My dad has a very interesting story, and in, in the way he grew up and everything, he was saved in the in the Jesus People Movement in the '60s. And uh, so, there's I, I have fun photos from their wedding. I mean, it was like '70s to a, a T. I mean, so stereotypical. It was so fun. Oh yeah, yep. yeah. Um, very few of the men were wearing shirts. Even I mean, it was this hilarious. Anyways, but. Um, Oh, they were little, maybe flower children a little bit. Yes, <laughs> yes, very much. Um, but he, um, you know, for years he, he worked in the woods, and then he was a, a Christian school principal for a while, uh, which is incidentally where he talked to me about leadership. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine that. Yeah, because there was an issue that he was dealing with. He, he often joked that he was the only principal he knew who had to suspend all three of his children at one point or another. Um, so, you know, for... My yeah. my youngest brother, who's 13 years younger than me and kind of a surprise, he, he was the only one, I think, who skipped that. Um, <laughs> but he, he learned from you. So yes. Says, says, I'm the youngest of six, and my oldest ah. brother is, is 16 plus years older than I am. So, yes, I get yeah. that. Yeah. I learned from all of them <laughs> and my cousins. Yeah. Yeah, very good. But uh, my dad had opportunities to go and travel and do a lot of missions later in life. I mean, after he was retired and, and that kind of stuff. And... Uh, also, he he did some cool stuff. He was a publisher of a small town newspaper and, and a reporter for a while. So we have a lot of fun with that. But um, he published a book, um, which is a testimony of a guy down in, I think it was El Salvador, if I'm remembering correctly. But a very, very cool, very yeah. interesting story of how this man got saved and everything. Uh, so he kind of started that. And then 
because he'd all, also taken a lot of English and majoring in that and, and done all this writing, I'm like, okay, can you edit it? And I, I think it was complimentary when he called me one day and he said, okay, I'm working on it, but it's really hard because I want to read the rest of the story. I, like, I want to read the story and then figure out. <laughs> uh, you know, I so we have we have a professional editor for a reason. You know, my my college English professor would told me the first time she and I met, you could not write your way out of a wet paper bag. And you're smart, but you you don't get grammar at all, do you? And I was like, mm, not really. So she she tutored me. She says, if you'll take a full year of English from me, I'll tutor you. And and she did she did a great job with the material she was given. But we have a professional editor for a reason. But once in a while, somebody will send me something, a letter, a note or something, and they'll say, could you edit this for me? And I have learned that if it's very captivating, it's really easier for me to read it and enjoy it first and then go back yes. and, and edit it. So, yeah, bless your heart. And it's not a small book. You've got a copy of it laying here. It's a big book. So yeah. that's, no wonder your dad wanted to read it. Yes. <laughs> yes. Well, and, and I tried to make the story as engaging as possible. And that's where I really felt like the Lord was with me in this one because the test market, I, you know, we attend a decently large church and. So I started test marketing it with several of the homeschool parents. And the the mark for me that it was on track was I had kids who did not like to read, especially boys who did not like to read. And uh, I was getting comments from parents that, yeah, they're reading through it a second time. One of them, some friends of ours who just came back from the mission field there on furlough, they were... <laughs> They were telling me, yeah, sister's getting irritated because she wants to read it, but the brother has the book, and he's like, I'm reading through it again. You can have it after I'm done. <laughs> again. I love that. Yeah. That's cool. So I have, a, I have a grandson who will be 13 in April, and yeah. so he's he's. we're going to get him a copy. Yeah. Good. Yeah. 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 And again, I, you know, yeah, of course I want lots of book sales. That's That's always, you know. That's just there. But my real heart on this is I have a real heart for the next generation to see them come up and really stand against the cultural yeah. morass we find ourselves in. And we do that. We talked about that the other day on the phone, you and yeah. I. There's just not a great selection oh, of yeah. Christian reading material. Or it doesn't even have to be Christian, yeah. but wholesome reading oh, material. Yeah. I, it was bad when I, when I was growing up. I mean, of course, some of that was, we lived in a very small town and, and the library we had was maybe, you know, the studio isn't huge, but it was maybe double the size of this library or uh, of this uh, studio here. And that was all we had. And finding good books and that was hard. And then when my kids were growing up too, it was hard to find good books there. And, you know, I, I often talk about the fact that we need to overcome evil with good. Right. And so my question is, where are all the other Christian authors? And I'm really, not just in writing this book, but I'm hoping to inspire a whole other generation to say, you know what, I can do that. I've got great story ideas. I'm creative. You know, I want to see a lot of Christians come up and start to write books that, that teach Christian principles, that glorify God, that are not filled yeah. with garbage. Yeah. And so, yeah. O- overcoming adversity. You know, Steve Bertel that writes for us has has a book that he's and it's loosely Christian. It's yeah. um, Steve and I talk because it's it's a hard. It's it, there's a little bit of maybe um, hinting at human trafficking in there. Oh, there yeah. it's some hard topics, but in the end, uh, no spoiler alerts. You know, but it's got a great ending. That's yeah. I'll just go there. <laughs> and so you know, it's sometimes we have to focus on good wins. Yes, you know, we've read the back of the book. We know who wins. Oh yeah, and we need to share that. 
Um, and so I love that concept. I'm glad. Do, do we get a sneak peek as to some to the next book that's coming out next year? See, I'm going to hold you to that. Yes, yes. There's, there's no accountability here. <laughs> um, so the, the next book is called The Academy. And so to just I'll give not a total spoiler here, but uh, in Callendale, the, the three young men that are the heroes of the story are actually princes, but they were hidden away in a part of the kingdom due to a rebellion that happened. And so they have to, all the adventures they go through, all the lessons they learned are what are preparing them for what they're supposed to do in the future. So in the, in the next book, uh, the oldest character in this has to go to the academy that is set up for everybody who works with government and is involved with the kingdom. And the villain in the first book has figured out a way to infiltrate the academy and turn it, and they're twisting the. Um, they refer to God as the Father of all, yes. and so in in this, he's twisting all the writings of that, and he's twisting all the principles that they have learned and known for years, and just making them sound almost right, but not quite. And so this, the hero has to figure out what's going on and and apply what he knows to be the truth, and go back and compare it and say, well, no, that's not quite what this is saying. But then there's also a, a huge adventure side to it because there's, you know, all this secret stuff going on that he has to, you know, he has to sneak around and figure out what's going on with the Academy, figure it out. You know, there's, so there's lots of action and adventure in it still, but the whole purpose is take what you're being taught and, and really filter it through the word of God so that you, what you know to be truth stays as, as a preeminent thing. And then you can, you know, adjust what you're learning from people and, and figure out, you know, what's good in it and take that and leave the rest of the bad out. So Yeah, it's it's so funny, you know, as as you're talking about that, I'm reflecting on our on our small group last night. And we were talking about we're doing the Beatitudes. Oh, cool. um, so, you know, and, and it's week two, so we were doing Blessed Are Those Who Mourn. And it's a it's a great it's a great study. It yeah. takes it a little differently than I've than I've seen it done before and, and I we're really the whole group we're all seniors or older. I'm not quite a senior, according to the standards. But anyway, we're all older and been yeah. Christians for quite a while. And so we're all going, wow, never looked at it like that. But, you know, isn't that how the good book is? You're supposed to – it's something new is supposed to be revealed to you every time you work through it. Yes. But we were talking about having – knowing the Word of God and how important it is so that you know the Word of God so that when those things in your life cross your path that aren't quite – Right. Yeah. You know what? The Holy Spirit inside you triggers that. You know that's not right. And I know that. Yeah. Based on the word of God. And I love that. And you are intentional. It's yeah. your villain programming of the villain was intentional. You yes. know, and I was just like, wow. I'm a fully human and I say and do stupid things occasionally and then I have to go back and apologize and go, I don't know what I was thinking about. <laughs> But to see the intentionality of that, because along with my, I'm just really naive. And sometimes I'm like, really? Do people think like that? Are they really that conniving? And and yeah. and so that was a good reminder for me too. Yeah. And again, I only got through the first three chapters, you know, but it was just like, wow, there are people that are, and, and the enemy is, he is that conniving and he is that strong. Oh, yeah. And I love that you've taken this to the step. It reminds me of my second grade teacher, Mrs. Farguson. And she told the story of a fictional creature that she created, Little Blue Elf. Ah. And Little Blue Elf sometimes was mischievous, but there was the little black goblin in her stories. 
And I ran into her probably 20 years ago uh-huh. out at the at the West Ada Library. And, you know, and I said, Miss, and I recognized her, of course, you know, I was not seven anymore. And, <laughs> and I, Mrs. Ferguson, and she's like, how do I know you? And I said, oh, yeah. I had you in 1969. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> not shy about my age. And I said, what are you doing with Little Blue Elf? And she goes, oh, funny that you should ask that. I'm writing a book. And I oh, need good. to go back and look and see if she ever, because I would love to share that yeah. with my, even even my 13, soon to be 13 year old grandson. I think he would love the stories of Little Blue Elf, but yeah. she was intentional. And and I always wondered, I wonder if she ever wrote that. Yeah. Because it, it was a tale that she'd sit, you know, we'd come in after lunch, yeah. sit at her feet and she would spin this wild tale. And every year it changed. So if you'd run into students three or four years later, well, what's Little Blue? And he was always doing something totally different than what yeah. he was doing when you sat at her feet. And yeah. so, But I love that concept. This started with your children at your feet and you spinning this tale yeah. and the intentionality. I don't have that imagination. I'm, I'm not going to lie. But I love the challenge, not just for our authors in the future, yeah. but how many of us I have the title of a book on a sticky hanging on the side of my computer screen. I don't know what the book's even about, but I have the title for it because God told me this is what you're going to write someday. Yeah. I'm not sure what that means. But how many of us are sitting on a book that God or the Holy Spirit has moved in us and we lack the confidence? Yeah. I mean, for years I sat there with the same thing, and yeah. it, it, it sat. And then some of it, I think it was good. Uh, one, one of the things to, you know, you have to be realistic with is is time. When you've got kids, they need a lot of time. time. Yeah. And I honestly, I have invested so much in our boys in the early years that they have been a strength to me. The last three years, we just went through. Uh, purchasing a business and then having to close it because of what was going on in the economy. But I'm so sorry. Uh, it you know it, it's hard, and we're still dealing with the after effects. But what I watched in those times working with my boys, everything that I'd put into them was was really a little hard to accept. It sometimes was them saying, "Dad, remember the Bible says this. Remember, you know they're watching me go through the stress of all this." But they're putting what I put into them in the early years. They're putting it back in. And I'm telling you, it, for parents out there who are tired and weary, it's well worth it. Don't yes. give up the fight. Keep Absolutely. going. Absolutely. You know, it's so funny because my youngest my youngest is an ordained minister, now commissioned in entering the mission field. Our yeah. listeners know that because he's been on the show. But sometimes it's hard, you know, it's hard, even as he's an adult, yeah. that my son pastors me. <laughs> it's like, but again... Um, and we and they didn't we didn't start with them in church and yeah. but you know he took it to heart and he ran with it and he's just buried it deep in his soul oh, and there so are amazing. times that he ministers to me and hey mom remember remember when we worked through this and that's awesome yeah. so we're running out of time and I don't I don't want to cut this short but where can our listeners find Calendell and it's C A L E N D A L E Calendell where can they find yes. it it is currently available only on Amazon. Uh, we'll build out that distribution channel a little more later, but that's the best place to find it. So if you go to Amazon and search for Callendale or search for my name, Thad Butterworth, you will be able to find it that way. That's it's, that's so cool. I looked it up 
this morning. You'd sent me a link, and I that's I read it on my phone. Yeah, <laughs> it's one of those reading <laughs> reading my phone. But anyway, yeah, it's great, and it's now available both on Kindle and in print. Yes, congratulations! I'm so happy for you. Well, thank you. That's cool. So this is Thad Butterworth in his role as local author of Calendell, and again, you can find that on Amazon.com. It happens every week. We're out of time. Thad, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you. Folks, you can pick up your own copy of Christian Living Magazine at over 600 locations throughout southern Idaho, or if you're out of the area, read us online at christianlivingmag.com. I hope you'll join us again next week when we have another inspiring guest who will encourage you with hope and inspiration. Until next time, God bless. This has been Christian Living Spotlight, an extension of Christian Living Magazine, where it's our desire to deliver faith, hope, encouragement, and perhaps a new perspective about God's love to our listeners and readers as we showcase the hands and feet of Christ at work in our community and beyond. For more information on today's program, the magazine itself, or to subscribe, go to www.christianlivingmag.com or search Christian Living Magazine on Facebook for an uplifting start to each day. Christian Living Magazine is free to pick up in over 600 locations throughout Central and all of Southern Idaho. Our mailing address is Christian Living Magazine, P.O. Box 867, Meridian, Idaho, 83680. Or you can email us at christianlivingmag at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and we invite you to join us again next week.